Impact. Real talk. Real people. Keeping keepin it real. A very good evening and a welcome to Impact. My name is Patience Musa, and I'm hoping that you are well this Thursday, the 14th of April. And I know you're probably getting ready for Easter holidays. Do keep it safe out there. 0731-168045 is our WhatsApp. And today's session is brought to you in association with the Danish Youth Council in collaboration with International Medical Corporation Committee, uh, Unite Children of Africa, as well as the Zimbabwe Medical Students Association. Association. And joining me in studio uh, t- today, today we're going to be having a very important conversation. And um, this may be the time to shut out everything else going on around you because we're going to be talking about mental health, suicide. And in the studio with me, some young folks here, Nyasha, Melissa, Chianike. Um, welcome, Nyasha. What do you like being called, Nyasha or Melissa? Um, either way, I, I really don't mind. Okay. Yeah. I can call you Melly. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also have with us Kimberly Como. Hi, Kim. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? And the only guy in the studio right now, Rukudzo Nyakanda, the brave one. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. Now, what do you guys have in common besides um, you um, working with Imunzi? Um, we're all medical students. I guess that's the... That's what we have in common. Okay. And uh, can you tell us what Imunzi is? Okay. Um, so Imunzi is actually a collaboration between, as you mentioned, the three organizations, IMCC, Unica, and Zimsa. So it actually started in 2014 as a project between the two first two partners, uh, Unica and IMCC. And they were mostly concerned with HIV, AIDS, and mental health, uh, especially among the youth. So in 2014, uh, 2019 actually, Simsa became involved with the organization and as a part of reaching out to youth ambassadors and trying to train them in the health and mental health. Okay, so for us to speed this up a bit, uh, you're all UZED students, you're all medical students, and you're all passionate um, as far as mental health is concerned, as well as spreading the word out there um, about HIV to young people. Now, um, uh, what are the statistics of uh, suicide in the world? Um, okay, so it might surprise people to know this, um, but every year we have over 700,000 people dying from suicide. Meaning to say, if you do the math, that's one person dying from suicide every 40 seconds, which is mind-blowing, really. Um And most of these, um, about 77% of them, are occurring in low- and middle-income countries. So we're talking countries like ours, like Zimbabwe, right? Mm. Uh, And most of these, um, well, 20% of these are also due to pesticides, right? And we know we have access to pesticides, like, all throughout Zimbabwe. Okay, so so, so the suicides are due to... uh, Yeah, yeah, um, self-pesticide poisoning. So someone will take uh, red poison or whatever they have at home in their cupboard. Okay. And um, what about Zimbabwe? What are our statistics right now? All right. So you'll find that Zimbabwe ranks very highly in the world in terms of suicide cases. No way. What number are we at? 
Uh, other sources say Zimbabwe is number 18, others say it's number 30. No but way. the very fact that it's not so clear points out to the fact that we need to do, to do more research as a nation in terms of our statistics. If you go online right now and you try to search for Zim suicide statistics, it's a bit hazy. It's not so clear. It only states that we rank highly. So in terms of statistics, we, we really need to do more to gather more information about suicide in Zimbabwe. Okay, so um, when you talk about these uh, statistics and you talk about um, how we don't have uh, the right numbers, do you think that we could easily have more numbers? Could you maybe with Zimbabwe more 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 change it one zacho kana kuti kusanzu wisisa kuti chi kuti chi cha cha ura ya mungu chokwadi and and you know sometimes they, there's no money uh, for us to go on and and do all the the tests afterwards. Exactly, that's the problem. Um, and at times there are a lot of speculations when someone dies, maybe it's suicide, at times people suspect that they were murdered, at times people try to gather information about their lives, they say maybe they looked happy and healthy, there's no way they would have killed themselves. So that in itself um, distrusts the, the, the statistics and we never have the right information. Yeah, and even when the family knows it's suicide, they exactly. they hide it because suicide isn't something that's looked upon kindly in our in our society, because we think it's it's yeah, there's a lot of things said about it, how it's a sin and all that. So you don't want the neighbors to know that your daughter committed this sin. Mm. Our time at exactly 26 minutes to 8 and this is Impact and today's uh, brought to you in association with the Danish Youth Council in collaboration with International Medical Corporation Committee, uh, Unite Children of Africa as well as the Zimbabwe Medical Students Association. If you do have any questions, this is the time. Send them through to our WhatsApp 0731 So what are the risks factors around um, suicide so you find um, the biggest risk factor is a previous attempt so if someone tries it once it's likely they'll try it again right so you have to watch those people very closely and then of course there is drug and substance abuse which is also a growing problem um, in our Zimbabwean community um, there are mental disorders so I'm talking like uh, properly diagnosed uh, mental disorders, uh, anxiety disorders, mood disorders, uh, schizophrenias, um, those kinds of um, mental disease. Um, and there's the access to, le- to lethal means as well. So if you have a, a gun at home, right, it's going to tempt you to try and kill yourself if you're feeling down or low or depressed. Uh, relationship problems is a big one. A lot of people have killed themselves because Arambwana Ningi, you know, he, she thought Ningi was going to marry her. Yeah, so that happens a lot. Thank you very much, Kim. Now, you've uh, given us the risk factors. So what are the warning signs that we should look out for? And I know a lot of us parents and guardians, we're busy. You know, we're trying to make a living. We're trying to feed. We're trying to clothe and, you know, provide. And, and so what should we look out for? What should we pay attention to? All right. So before I get into the actual warning signs, it's important for people to understand that suicide in itself does not have a face it presents differently in different people. So it might not be very easy to identify someone who has 
suicidal ideation but some of the things that you could pick up for example um, there are people who talk a lot about death and dying that in itself can be a warning sign for someone who's considering taking their own life and then there is depression it can be diagnosed clinically it's another it's another warning sign and then there are people who talk openly about wanting to kill themselves they really come to you and say or I'm tired of life. But how do we know different actually? Because you know, there's some people sometimes who do that, sadly, uh, seeking attention. How do you know? Because you know, people do all sorts of places, all sorts of tricks, uh, you know, to have things go their own way. All right. I, I'm very glad you asked that question. So, yeah, there are people who who do such things, they give threats because they're trying to seek attention. But the fact that someone is trying to seek attention in, it, in itself, it shows that there's something wrong. If I start seeking attention by saying I want to kill myself, it points out to the fact that something is wrong in my life. So one way or another, whether it's genuine or whether I'm trying to seek attention, it still shows that there's an imbalance in my life, that I have a problem and I still need help at the end of the so day. we have to take everything seriously exactly you need to take every every claim seriously once someone starts talking about suicide don't take it lightly don't take it as a joke pay attention to those signs yes well, uh, like I said in the studio with me, I have uh, medical students, uh, Kimberly Nkomo, Nyasha Melissa, Chianike, as well as Rukuzo Nyakanda. Rukuzo, you wanted to say something? Um, sure. Uh, about the chatbot. Oh, yes? Uh, yes. Uh, so it's one of the ways, innovative ways that we've used to reach out to the youth. Um, so this allows us to assess, it allows you to assess yourself and to see if you need help. So it just asks you a series of random questions that you can answer. Okay, you, you said it's called a what? A uh, chatbot. A chatbot. Yes. Okay, what is this? So it's just like you go on WhatsApp and you send a message to uh, the number that I can give you later. And no, no, you does. can go ahead and give us now. It's okay. You can give us now and later. How sure. about that? Awesome. <laughs> uh, so the number is plus one, uh, four one five, three four zero seven eight nine three. Okay, again. Uh, plus one, four one five, three four zero seven eight nine three. Okay. So how does it work? So it asks you a series of questions that you answer, and at the end of the assessment, you'll be told whether you need to seek out further help whether you can just use online resources okay so this works if you are the person who's having all these thoughts exactly can we also use this chat box if we know somebody who's acting and you know suicidal definitely definitely you can so you just uh, go into that chat box send a message and say look this is what's going on and you you also get assisted yes you specifically have to send a hi just high on whatsapp and then it will direct you on what you need to do next okay and um so okay so we can use that chat box right are there other things that we can do um if we're noticing that someone is uh, suicidal okay so it's very important um if it's an immediate situation you have to call for help because we're not all equipped to handle um someone who's suicidal so you call for help, right? And you don't leave this person alone until the help comes. Because if you leave them alone, what's gonna happen? They're gonna complete their mission, right? To try and kill themselves, right? But 
oftentimes you can notice that someone has these suicidal inclinations without it being something that's immediate. Like it's not like they're going to do it there and there. There and there, right? But even then, it's important for you to take steps to make sure they don't end up um, killing themselves. Um, so. If there's someone you're close to, it's important to speak to them. Or even if you're not close to them, some relationships are formed when you realize, um, when you see something in someone and you reach out to them to want to help them, right? So if you speak to them, um, that could actually end with them opening up and telling you what's wrong. Because most of these people, they need someone to actually directly come and ask them what's going on because they're not able to express it on their own, right? And it's important when you do talk to them to be empathetic, right? Don't judge them. Everyone's problem seems big in their own mind. Don't say, ah, uh, Show my jaw. Exactly. You don't want to say that to someone because their problem is everything to them. So you want to listen uh, and don't judge them and be empathetic. And this one is really important. It may seem like... Um, it's, it's counterproductive, but you have to ask the tough question. Ask them directly. Are you thinking of killing yourself? And you might think, okay, what if someone... Do you what, think they actually answer that honestly? It, I think they will. Because they've, they realize that you see something in them. Like you're, you're, you're seeing deeper into them, right? You're seeing those those feelings that they're having. And honestly, it, all of us are just looking for someone to listen to us, right? To open up to. Okay. So if you ask them directly, um, most of the time, uh, they will end up... It, it won't work. Nothing is 100%. But most of the time, they will answer you honestly. And they will open up to you. And how you ask is also important. Yes. Because you, yeah, you have to ask the tough question, but don't ask it in a manner that's threatening. Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and when you then discover this, um, you're not a professional. You have to encourage them to then seek professional help or take them to the professional help. What if they don't want to be taken to to uh, to someone, or maybe they don't even want to talk to anyone? What do you do in situations like that? Yeah. So you, it's important for, then, for you to then make sure, even though you're not a professional, you have to stay um, in contact with this person about this particular issue, right? Mm -hmm. Keep talking to them and find out if there's anyone else um, that they might be comfortable bringing into the circle. Because when we share a burden, right, it seems significantly reduced. So if there's anyone else um, that seems like might be able to help them right someone they trust or someone they can develop that trusting relationship with it's important for you to then make sure you grow this group of friends who can support this person well we're talking uh, mental health this evening and focusing on suicide if you know somebody who needs to be a part of this conversation who needs to tune in uh, do uh, tell them it's my station your station zfm stereo harare 106.4 mashingo 96.1 chilocho 97.9 uh, chivu 99.8 our time at exactly uh, 60 minutes to this is impact and this is brought to you in a 
association with the Danish Youth Council in collaboration with International Medical Cooperation Committee, uh, Unite Children of Africa, as well as the Zimbabwe Medical Students Association. And with me, I have Nyasha Melisechianike, Rukudzo Nyakanda, as well as Kimberly Nkomo. And, uh, you know, the, we act- I actually have some questions here for you. Uh, but before we get into that, Rukudzo, you talked about the chat box. What else can one do when they start having uh, suicidal thoughts? Um, sure. Um, so, first thing you can try and do is try and restrict access to means of suicide. So, this means like getting rid of your firearms and your pesticides. And then early identification does go a long way in trying to reduce the numbers as well as using um, strong support systems. So getting them involved with the family, friends, anyone that can get involved, church members, just trying to encourage the conversation. Okay. So so the moment you start having these thoughts, you know you shouldn't be alone. Yes. Exactly. Be alone only when you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But try to be around people and, and do things with other people. Alrighty, and um, is uh, uh, is suicide preventable? Is it is it really looking at it that in the end this person at some point is going to be alone? How do we present prevent it? Is it preventable? Yes, suicide is is preventable. Um, for starters, having knowledge about what suicide is and what drives people to commit suicide is a step towards understanding it and trying to prevent it. I could give, for example, if you're someone who is trying to commit suicide and you know the tips, um, such as, for starters, you're not supposed to act immediately when you feel like you're, you feel like taking your own life. So those are the small things, the small adjustments that you can make in your life that could save your life. Because at times, when you are going through something, it feels like it's big at the moment. But if you just take time to breathe, at times you realize that it's something that's not so bad after all. And then, um, like what Rukuzo has already said, he mentioned this as a way of like protecting yourself if you feel like you're suicidal. But restricting access to means of suicide can help us in, pre- in preventing suicide. I could give another example. Let's say you are on medication, you're taking certain drugs, and you feel like you want to take your own life. Instead of keeping those drugs to yourself, you could give them, you could entrust them to someone, someone who's reliable, who can give you the right doses at the right time. That's another way of preventing suicide. And then training more people in society to understand suicide and to be able to talk to others who are in trouble, it can help us. It would be very helpful um, let's say, for example, if we had someone at every institution, at every school, who would have these discussions with students, with... Spending time with every student, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that you get to understand these issues. Some of these things, they go unnoticed. Some people mm-hmm. never really open up. But if we get into the culture of discussing issues to do with suicide, if we get rid of the stigma and we get to show people that it's nothing to be humiliated of, it's nothing to be ashamed of. If mm-hmm. you feel like you can't take life anymore, so just normalizing the conversation in itself helps to prevent suicide. And uh, as as the youth, um, what can the youth do within uh, our communities so that our suicidal uh, statistics take a drop? Yeah, so being the ones who are most affected, right, you're the one in the circle of friends where you're going to have a friend of yours who's going to have these suicidal 
thoughts and these suicidal inclinations and they're going to start behaving a certain way so as the youth we need to be aware of what to look for right in these people because we're the ones struggling the most right in in, in this era we're the ones who are getting most affected so you need to know what to look for in your friends watch out for your friends look out look look for any of these signs of uh, possible suicidal inclination and educate others uh, like we're doing right now right mm-hmm. we we fall in the in the youth um, brackets so it's important you educate yourself first and then you educate others and you educate those who are older than you as well uh, because this is the mental health uh conversation as a whole is something that's being talked of more now by our generation um, than it was before. So we're the ones who are going to gain that primary knowledge and then we need to spread it even to our parents right? so that they understand when they're dealing with our siblings or our cousins you know that this is what my little daughter told me about suicide. This is what I'm supposed to look for. Thank you very much, uh, Kim. And, uh, you know, for, for saying that we fall in the youth bracket Pointing at you three. Yes, I know I'm old. 11 minutes to 8 is our time here on my station, your station, ZFM Stereo. And we're talking about suicide. Do you guys have a personal uh, experience with, with suicide? Um, have you ever felt like it? Do you know somebody? And I know um, you being at UZ, there have been uh, some uh, situations there. I have personally had a couple of experiences with people who have committed suicide and those who have attempted suicide. Just like towards the end of 2021, very close to where I stay, um, there was a a very young guy who committed suicide and it affected me at a personal level. So I think from there I just developed the, the deeper passion to understand more about what goes on in the mind of someone who takes their own mm-hmm. life. Had you ever spoken to this guy? Um, no, but he was friends with my friend, so I knew him from it's a It's funny, isn't and it? Because exactly. then you start to think about every time you walked past them and exactly. something didn't yeah. seem right. Exactly. We could have said something, maybe even just saying, hi, how are you? being the person that cares would have changed something, right? So maybe we need to turn into a community that cares a lot more. Exactly, because the the one thing that that was stuck on my mind was one conversation could have changed this. Maybe if someone had spoken to that guy that, that night that he took his life, it could have turned out differently, but it didn't because no one did. So... Now, um, you are that generation that's uh, existing in this crazy world with social media. What role does social media play, uh, you know, as far as mental health is concerned and suicide? All right. um, You'll find that most of the campaigns that we do as Imonzi are actually based online on Instagram. For example, right now we're doing the, we call it the, the Seth challenge or the hashtag you matter challenge whereby young people are making posters specifically about suicide they go into public places they take pictures so on the posters they put a a quote or some advice to someone who might be trying to commit suicide so right now the the campaign is gaining traction it's on instagram whatsapp statuses and that way we're trying to raise awareness about suicide and what's happening for for people who are listening right now how can they participate in this um uh, challenge in the Seth challenge Mm -hmm. so we do have an instagram account an imunzi instagram account 
If you just send a DM to our Instagram account, we'll reply at you. Yes, at Imunzi Project. Thank you for that. <laughs> and then we'll give you the link. We have a WhatsApp platform for all our volunteers who are involved in our campaigns. So once you join the WhatsApp platform, we communicate with you. We see how we can get the resources you need for a campaign. In this case, the set challenge. We see what it is that you need and how best we can get it to you. And then you can participate. It's open to everyone and anyone from any part of the country yes and what are your social media handles so on on instagram we are imonzi project at imonzi project and then on facebook it's just imonzi and we're also found on linkedin again at imonzi project okay great Bakendra, weekend uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Also got a message from Taku. Uh, uh, from Taku. Taku says, uh, Kim and Yasha, you you guys are Taku's uh, classmate. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. You know Taku. Yes. Yeah, he's listening. Uh, anyway, somebody wants to know here, what if what's causing the suicidal tendencies is spiritual? All right, so the problem now is in Imonzi, being, um, us being medical students, we look at suicide from a scientific point of view, whereby we believe that, well, spiritual issues might be contributory to the suicidal ideation, but we still believe that someone who is considering suicide is ill and needs help from a professional, for, from a medical professional. So, yes. It may or may not be due to spiritual issues, but before you think about that, you need to know that it's very important to visit a medical professional or at least a professional counselor to deal with the issues. But then if you also believe that it's because of spiritual reasons, you can also pray. That, that's fine. But underline, seek professional help. Uh, wise words there and uh, we just have uh, six minutes left um, uh, uh, six minutes left off impact and uh, today's um, episode probably uh, brought to you in association with the Danish Youth Council in collaboration with International Medical Corporation Committee, Unite Children of Africa as well as the Zimbabwe Medical Students Association and we are talking about mental health. Now as young people yourselves going through what you've gone through the pressures of studying exams uh, and all of that business as well as uh, you know the pressures of being young uh, on campus um, what are the experiences that tend to uh, pressure someone and and drive them to suicide and how do they handle those those pressures okay so I'll, I'll speak as a medical student right everyone knows it's can be a very demanding degree. Your parents have spent years on you. And they, try to take and they will tell you so and remind you <laughs> exactly. at every opportunity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so they expect you to do well at every turn, right? Um, but the truth is they're not there. They're not there on the ground. They don't know all the amount of information that you have to cram into your head uh, for every exam. So where you... Every failure to you, you can trace it back and see, Huti, this is why I failed this exam. Like, this was too much for me. I couldn't handle it this way. To them, they're just 
saying or, mm. so, so, so what do you advise parents out there because young people sometimes my parents we, we don't see what kind of pressures you're going through every single day what do you advise us how do we handle you guys so that we keep you in check but we parenting you but also making sure that we are protecting your mind and looking out for the suicidal signs as well so I think it's very important to listen and understand, yes, we are children, right? And we still have so much to learn in this world, right? But our experiences are our own. And it's, I think it's important for parents to realize that um, and to, be, uh, to understand that, that aspect of things, that our, and that our experiences are our own and we're not blowing anything out of proportion and we're not lying. We're actually trying to have a conversation with them and tell them what's going on with us. Yes. Yeah. That's very true. I think we need to normalize. That's blowing things out of proportion. <laughs> exactly. We always, we always think see it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was saying, we need to normalize talking to our parents. We need to get rid of these, this these idea. Barriers. Exactly. Do, are you guys able to talk to your parents? I, I am able to talk to my parents. Yeah, mine as well. Rukuto, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're very, very quiet. Could it be your parents are actually listening right now? Um, I have no comment on that. <laughs> no, but the conversations are actually... It's good to have really honest conversations. So, so what, what, do you, how, what, can, what do you advise parents out there? I mean, it's difficult having these conversations with you guys. So mm-hmm. what, what do you advise? What, what should we do? Should we just listen and allow you to be? All right. So the thing is, firstly, parents need to get rid of this idea whereby their children are afraid of them. So they need to familiarize with their you children. You want us to be friends. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Be your children. Best friends. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Because yeah, as yeah. long as you know where the line is. Exactly. Yeah. You just need to know where to draw the line. And another thing, it's okay to be vulnerable as a parent. It's okay, okay to talk to your child and tell him or her about a bad day you've had. Because that way, the, the, the conversation can become reciprocal. Whereby if, if you tell your child that you had a very difficult day at work, this happened, then... They may tell you about what happened at school, and that way you develop a relationship, and you actually you get to talk things. about stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Wise words. Thank you very much. Uh, that's uh, Nyasha Melissa Chianike, Kimberly Nkomo. Thank you very much as well. You're welcome. Rukudzonya Kanda. Thank you. Sure. Uh, Nyasha Melissa, Udoti. Thank you for that. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time out. Time is finished. It's over. But thank you so much for coming through. A very important conversation, very necessary. And the hope is that uh, uh, somebody listening out there has received the word that they needed to receive to, to, to be strong and carry on. Uh, but before we go, Rukuto, could you quickly give us uh, the number for that uh, chat box? Uh, sure. Uh, the number is... Rukuto, uh, be serious. Be serious. Plus one, four, one, five. Uh-huh. Uh, three four zero mm-hmm. seven eight nine three again uh, plus one four one five three four zero seven eight nine three 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming through again. Uh, Impact uh, today uh, brought to you in association with Danish Youth Council in collaboration with International Medical Corporation Committee, Unite Children of Africa, as well as the Zimbabwe Medical Students Association. More on Impact next week, same time, right here on my station, your station, ZF.